Hey everybody, welcome to Take Heart. We're on part two of how to have difficult conversations. The, um, I think the Bible gives us principles for how we can go about this really well. Think of them a little bit like a recipe, um, being, bearing in mind that obviously the caveat is with a recipe you will chop and change it depending on who's coming and dietary requirements and how much time you've got and you know, everything, everything like that. This isn't a formula, but there are principles that I think can be really helpful to be aware of because difficult conversations are part of life and they're, all, they're absolutely a part of lockdown and semi-lockdown. And uh, so learning to do them well is a real skill and the Bible offers us incredible wisdom on this. So the first principle we talked about the other day, start with the heart, be genuinely for the person that we're having the chat with, everything else is much more likely to go well if that's the case. The second principle is be the person who initiates. Be the initiator of the difficult conversation. Um, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. He does not say blessed are those who avoid conflict, nor does he say blessed are those who like peace. He says blessed are the peacemakers. And I think the reason he goes on to say, for they will be called children of God, is because our Father is many things, but he is absolutely a peacemaker. He initiates peace. Think of the picture from the prodigal son where he sees the sun on the horizon. He doesn't sort of wait for him to come groveling. He runs towards him. He initiates peace. And so we're called the children of God because when we become initiators of peace, we take on the likeness of our dad. We take on the family likeness. Um, being an initiator is not something any of us probably ever want to do, especially not if we've been hurt. Um, and, uh, you know, my tendency is to be like, right, well, that person needs to come and apologize to me. And I'm going to sit here and sulk and punish them until they finally do that. It shouldn't be my responsibility to go over and try and get reconciliation. It should be theirs. They're the person that's at fault. That's a very Andy Croft way to do confrontation. And um, sadly, it's not the Jesus way. The Jesus way is that we're to initiate. A few things that are helpful with this. Um, I, I, I always need to pray for courage because I find any type of confrontation, pretty scary. I do not like being out of control and that's what it feels like to me. And uh, also to, to pray for wisdom. What I've noticed is that some people, any time is a good time to have a, a, um, a difficult chat about stuff and they'll just go whenever. And for others, uh, it's never a good time. There's always a reason not to. Um, neither of those are particularly healthy what we want to do, as much as it's within our power, and it won't always be, um, but is to choose the timing and to ask God to give us insight into when a good time to raise something will be. So my wife is brilliant at this. Uh, I might do something uh, to annoy her or something that I shouldn't have done. And often she, I've noticed a pattern now. We've been married for nearly 11 years. And I've noticed a pattern, which is she usually doesn't raise it with me in the moment. Sometimes she does, but usually she doesn't. She keeps her mouth shut. And then when I'm sort of in a, a better headspace, maybe a few days later, she'll, she'll bring it up. And she does that because she's kind and because she wants to um, communicate it to me in a way that I'll be able to hear it when I'm in a frame of mind where I'll be able to hear it as well. So we're to initiate. 
third principle um, with this. If the first one is start with the heart and the second one is initiate, when we have a conversation, maybe, um, again, this won't apply always, but if this is a conversation where there's maybe been some disagreement um, and there's tension in a particular area, the third principle is to begin with what is my fault? To begin with what is my fault? So it might be you're a couple and you're having a conversation about finances or your sex life. That's always a really vulnerable thing to talk about or the in-laws and how you deal with them. It may be that you are, um, you're at work and you're having a conversation about a project that hasn't gone very well uh, or you're chatting to your flatmate about how the house gets left or your teenager about what time they got home last night or your parent about how they're always talking about what time you got home last night. But, but um, the thing to, the place to begin is what is my fault here? And um, again, that's not, that doesn't sound fun. Um, that sounds like, oh gosh, I'm not sure I want to do it this way. I want to begin with what's their fault. And Jesus says, we looked at this the other week, um, in Matthew chapter 7, just a couple of verses I'll read to you. Verse 3, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And uh, I remember hearing Rick Warren talk about this and he said, that's Jesus for start with you. It may be 99% the other person's fault, but what is the 1% of this that we can confess, as it were, that we can own up to? Um, what have I contributed to the problem? Have I been unclear? Have I had wrong expectations? Have I been unrealistic? Have I been insensitive? Have I been oversensitive? But begin the conversation with what is my fault? And then here's the fourth principle and the final one for today. Uh, listen to where they are coming from. Listen to where they are coming from. And I know if I, I was listening to these take hearts, my response would be, okay, so number one, I've got to get my heart right with this person. Number two, then I've got to do the initiation. Number three, then... <laughs> then I've got to start with what is my fault. And then number four, I've just got to really listen to them. When are we gonna to get to the moron that I'm confronting and the horrible things that they have been doing? And uh, we are gonna come on in the next Take Heart that I do to look at how then we vocalize what we're struggling with. And the huge temptation is to skip through these other principles because none of them, they're hard work, which is, which is why lots of us are difficult. We're not very good at confrontation because it's, it's really hard. Um, but these, these principles are there. And if the goal is reconciliation or genuinely moving forward, I don't think um, as much as I'd rather leave these things out, we can leave them out. So James says in James chapter one, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Listening well is something that has a profound impact. It's, inc it's incredibly powerful and most of us underestimate it. What, the way that I tend to do listening, especially in a difficult conversation, is like I'm playing tennis. And I'm kind of like watching to see where they're gonna hit the ball so just so I can smash it right back at them. They're coming up with everything they're feeling and all I'm doing is waiting for them to stop so I can expose the hole in their argument and win somehow. That's not what we're talking about when we're talking about listening. 
what we're talking about is, is having an attitude that is, do I understand where they're coming from? I might not agree with where they're coming from, but do I understand it? Not just in, a, in an intellectual way, but do I understand their heart? Do I understand the emotion that's behind the feelings um, that they're expressing? We listen with our eyes, look at the body language, not just the words. We listen with our hearts, listen for the emotions. Again, not just the words. Do I really get where they're coming from? Because at the end of the day, the heart cry of that person that you're talking to is exactly the same as the heart cry that we all have, which is, I just want to be understood. I just want to be understood. I want someone to get me. And even if they don't agree with me, I want them to at least get me. What we'll find when we do that is that then we're actually speaking. When we come to speak, and we're going to talk about that soon, it, it, we're addressing the real issues. Um, I remember a friend of mine, I'm sure I've shared this on Take Heart before, Joe, who's part of our church and is a counsellor, so she understands the power of listening. She talked about a time she parked her car on one of the streets in Watford where everybody parks at school, school pickup, and uh, this guy came out of his house, elderly guy, really cross with everybody, and started sort of mouthing off at people. And she saw him coming towards her, and she just decided because she understood the power of listening, that she was just gonna take whatever he said and just really hear him. And that's exactly what she decided to do. And she said, as he just expressed it, and she was like, yes, it must be so frustrating for you. I can understand how you might feel ignored and you know, people don't care. And he, she just said he deflated like a balloon and all the anger went out of him because he'd met somebody who really understood. We're gonna look at uh, principle number five next time, but I hope some of that is helpful to you.